Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our conversation on how to disagree well with people who have differing views than us. We hope you enjoy. Identifying what it means to truly love your neighbor as yourself, and then even take it a step further the way Christ, the way Jesus always does. He takes like this very, it's like, oh, we should love our neighbor as ourselves. And then he ups, ups it and says, no, we should also love our enemy. Pray for those who persecute you. Like want what is good for your enemy. That's how, like, that's nuts. So like, how are we supposed to know what's good for our enemy? If like, well, we have to be in relationship with them. We can't, like, we have to understand who they are. And that's kind of what Christ being truly empathetic to those who are hurting um, is an example of enemy love. And what I mean by that is like, when we say, we have to love our enemies. It's really easy. It's much easier to love the people who disagree with us and, and hate us or say really bad, like horrible things about us. I'm sure there's someone in, our, in each of our lives, that the guys who are hearing this, and if you're listening, there's somebody in your life who you know does not have your best interests in mind. That's the person that Christ says we're supposed to love. Love, like actually want, want like work to improve their lives, do things that are good for them. Mm. That's the, like, that's a challenge. And that's how, so what that looks like in just like an everyday situation is if you have a neighbor, like actual real live neighbor across the street, who's out to, who's not kind, who doesn't do anything good for you. It's doing acts of kindness towards them, shoveling their sidewalk, taking in their trash bin, like doing those weird, normal neighbor things for someone who's not kind to you. Like that's, that is a very like slow, low bar that God talks about because God went so far as to die for the people who hate him. Or at the very least, just not choosing to not uh, repay that, maybe that anger or that lack of kindness with the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Like even like, even if we don't go out of our way to do acts of service to that person, at the very least, we don't have to be unkind and mean and upset ourselves. Yep. Because at the end of the day, it goes back to another one of my worldviews, which is like, I can't control what other people choose to do, but I can control how I respond to it. And that's actually my responsibility. Yep. And mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's actually gonna cause me a lot of suffering that I'm putting on myself if I'm allowing other people's unhealth to become my own. Like if someone else is super angry and maybe for good reason, but if I experience them out in the real world and then I am just automatically allow myself to be angry just because they're angry, well, shame on me. Like that's not their fault. That's my fault. Yeah. Because no one can make me angry. I, I choose to be angry or not to be angry. Um, so I think, I, think, I think sometimes we have to take, not sometimes, I think often we have to take ownership over how we react to the outside world rather than blaming or using how other people respond as an excuse for our own unhealthy behaviors. Right. Yeah. It's how do we how do we disagree with somebody without taking it personally? 
Because often when someone's disagreeing with us, they're not saying like when someone, it, it is, if we, if we really like boil down what a disagreement, if we, if you and I disagree, it's because we don't think the same way about, about an issue. So there, that does not mean that every time Wes, you disagree with me, that you think I'm a bad person. It just means we don't think the same about a, about a specific, probably very small, specific issue, not grand, large things. Uh, I think we see an awful lot of, uh, or tribalism, meaning that like if somebody who isn't in, on our team or in our tribe or in our, um, like our, our political party of our choosing, that everyone else is evil outside of it. That's tribalism at its worst. So, but that's just not true, especially if we look at it from the, from the lens of the gospel and who Jesus is. That means that there's Christians everywhere on any type of issue that don't agree with me all the time. Mm-hmm. So if I look at it, so there's, if I, if I know that there's always going to be someone who disagrees with me, that, that in the, for the most important thing agrees about Jesus with me, that means we can go through disagreements a lot better. And then, but then someone, and this is an imaginary conversation. Well, what about those who don't think Jesus is real? Then we should even show them even more grace and kindness because they don't have the same worldview as us. So why in the world would we think that they should agree with us on big things? Because they don't even agree with us on Jesus. So of course, we're probably not going to agree. And so with people like that who don't believe in Jesus, it's our job to show them this enemy love or even just loving our neighbor as ourself and, and caring for them deeply. So that that's this turning everything up upside down on its head the way Jesus does. Is we are we know that we're going to disagree with people who are on our team. We also know that those who don't who are not on like team Jesus with us, that we show them even more grace and understanding and forgiveness and we seek to understand them so we can disagree well with them in a loving way. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back on Monday with part four in our conversation. We'll see you then.